I love how it's not a got it or a no. It's like got it or leave. Speaking of cash, <laughs> right there. <laughs> no <laughs> other option. I didn't even know got it, it or said got out. it or leave. That's so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, got it or GTFO. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of cats, there's already a presence of one behind Alex. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Speak and they shall come. (laughs) Look at that fluffy. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's a Booker boy. That's Booker. Oh. He's He's the love of my life. Of course. (laughs) He is. That's adorable. It's a great way to start this interview. Yeah. Right. It gave me the warm fuzzies. I know, right? <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, goodness. All right. Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. I'm Autumn. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, we have Josh and Alex with a story told. Hello. How are you? How are you guys doing? Excellent. How are you? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, before we started, we are very, very excited to have you guys on the show. We've been following you guys for a while. Um, Shooting our shot. Finally made it happen. And here we are. So we're very excited to have you guys on the show. Um. But a way that we always love to start off our interviews and everything um, is to have you guys introduce yourself, introduce yourselves, talk about the band, talk about your origin story. So what's the story behind you guys? The story behind a story told. I'll take it, Alex. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. All you. Yeah. So we're a band called A Story Told. We're from Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, We formed back in 2014, 2015. Um, Yeah, we, Alex and I went to high school together. Um, We met the other guys. We have a, our guitar player is named Jason and our drummer is Casey. We kind of just met through, you know, the, the local scene, mutual friends, stuff like that. But anyways, yeah, we formed back in 2014, 2015. Uh, We put out three full-length albums. Uh, our most recent album, American Made, came out last summer. Um, and since then, we've just kind of been, you know, touring, grinding, and here we are, still here, doing the same thing. Still here, still kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect intro. Perfect. We'll take it. Um, so you guys are in West Virginia, which is kind of like almost in the middle of all three of us yeah where are you guys at autumn's in pennsylvania i'm in in north carolina currently i used to live in maryland but okay so we are in the middle here we really are yeah yeah Yeah. have you guys spent much time in west virginia i've actually never been to west virginia wow what i haven't spent much time there but i have family that lives there that i don't really know um around lost creek i believe yeah yeah it's west virginia 
Yeah. It's West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. My parents never I'm got out of think... Maryland, so we didn't go far. We've got a Harper's Ferry a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. It's beautiful there. Yeah. See, West Virginia is the most beautiful place in the world. So. That's that's what I've heard. I've heard it's, it's the tiniest long. side roads. Like I just remember visiting family and like the side roads were like a dirt path that you had to attempt to put two cars. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's couldn't freaking go anywhere. Yeah, that's not the best roads. Yeah, <laughs> well Pennsylvania either. So yeah, Pennsylvania is mean, terrible. Potholes and awful. Yeah, I mean North Carolina is not the best either. I, like when I go home to Maryland, the fact that we have shoulders on the road is like now like a gift <laughs> when I come home because we don't have those here. We have one highway in and one highway out, and it sucks. <laughs> well, that's how it is where I am. We have no sides of the road, just well, ditches. You also live in it's the sticks. Wonderful. It's you and Amish people. We do. Like, <laughs> There um, actually isn't any Amish people by me, but <laughs> close. close enough. Close. The farm's close. right around the corner. Like it's not yeah. far. Um, so that's awesome. So you guys have been doing music and everything for quite some time, um, mm -hmm. collectively. Um, so talk mm -hmm. to us about um like what are some of your inspirations and things that you guys have? Like what has inspired you guys to come up with your sound? Because your sound is unique in its own certain way and it's super yeah. catchy. Um, like, because I've been listening to the stuff, you, again, you guys have been putting on TikTok, but then I also like deep dived into your YouTube channel as well and was, oh, wow. oh yes, <laughs> um, listening to a whole bunch of things on there too. And your yeah. progression is insane and it's amazing. So what kind of inspires you. you guy and like, and like your sound and everything? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Josh and I are um, the primary songwriters. Um, so I think we just, we, our roots are just, are very different. I think Josh knew early that he wanted to write music, grew up on pop punk, not to speak for you, Josh, but fans like Link 182, Sum 41. I think it was a little bit later for me. I think we're both, uh, we both have that pop punk uh, growing up nostalgia. Uh, but I think I wanted to start writing music more like getting into pop music. Uh, so bands like One Republic and Taylor Swift and stuff, you know, bands like that, Coldplay, it's like, that's when I was like, oh, I want to write music. And somehow um, these two have come together. Uh, and that's, I think part of, we kind of pride ourselves on like, that's kind of how we are and somehow we've made it fit. Uh, but I'd say that that's our influence and so. Yeah, we basically want to be the pop punk Taylor Swift. I was going to say, yeah. it's super I interesting. I could have just said that. Yeah, It's like super interesting when we hear like the backstories of inspiration because it's like this divide of it's everybody came from like metalcore or oh, they wow. came from pop. Like there's really no in between. Yeah. And it's like, it's so interesting to see. And then it's like, everybody's kind of like settled on this like pop punk pop rock sort of vibe and I'm like but how do you like they're so different in so many different ways but it's so interesting so I have to ask going this this pop route because we're talking about Taylor Swift and everything else but mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw it back and I have to ask are we team in sync or are we team Backstreet Boys I think I am definitely team team in sync final answer I'm I'm team Backstreet Boys See, I knew Alex and I were going to be best friends. There it is. <laughs> Team Backstreet Boys all the way. 
they're larger than life, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I definitely got into Backstreet Boys first. They were the gateway to NSYNC, but I think I'm team NSYNC for sure. I mean, JT, I'll give you J- Okay, so here's how I said it was that NSYNC's got the best ballads, but Backstreet Boys has the best, like, bops. Yeah, I, I can I see that. I'm opposite. I totally think I'm opposite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I need to look up some. It's been a while since I listened to either, honestly. But man, I think Backstreet Boys had some ballads, right? They had some. some. I mean, they had some, but I mean, come on, Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> like. <laughs> Don't laugh at my jokes. I'm sliding it in as we go. All right. <laughs> Why not? Oh, God. So <clears throat> going through your, again, how I said that I did a deep dive into your YouTube and everything. <laughs> you guys have a ton of music videos and things that you guys have pumped out over the years. Um, like I said, I went through and watched quite a few of them. I think Good as Gold is one of my favorites. Um, but uh, what are, what was probably your favorite one that you guys filmed and worked on? Cause you guys put a lot of thought into yours. Like they're very crafty. They're not just very simple. Like they're very crafty thought out. So I always love to ask that question of like, what was your favorite and what was your motivation behind it? Alex, you, no, you first. go first. Oh, I'm going to- <laughs> yeah, okay. sure. Here we go. But thank you for, you know, I think- you know, I feel like with our band, the visual aspect is just as important as the music. And honestly, like when we're when we're writing the music, I feel like it doesn't truly like come to life until we put a visual behind it. Um, so I would say, I would say like honestly, Good as Gold is probably the favorite music video that we've ever done. Just everything from like how it turned out to like the actual filming of it. It was kind of um, I don't know, like the time and place of it all it was kind of like honestly like the calm before the storm when things started like really happening for us and I think we knew we had something special especially with that video um so I would say good as gold for sure okay Alex uh good as gold definitely has a special place because I agree with Josh as far as like a like a place and time and sort of like an internal like arrival um I think it's I don't mind for me uh just because seeing it all come together um like Josh said just kind of how like the visual has been such a massive uh part of what we do I think we've really prided ourselves for a long time is like our ability to do most everything like internal and here recently like we've been fortunate to like uh work with friends that help us out but before it's like we were like shooting everything ourselves writing all that stuff ourselves but I think that that's like a great it's like who better than the artist if they can tell that story visually. And so it's always been like really important to us, uh, really like no matter the results or anything like that, like video uh, visual has always been equally as important. So. Oh yeah, for sure. And we don't want to discount American made either because that is an absolute beggar. Like, I found that one originally too. And I was like, I was like, uh, if you see your numbers spike on Spotify for that one, it's probably (laughs) me. Nice. 
if, nice. if Spotify does, I don't know how Spotify works for you guys as artists. I know how it works for like us as podcasters and everything. But if at the end of the year, it tells you like who your top like listener is. If you see my name, you don't see my name, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, we, could we could definitely see like the playlists people add us to and like mm-hmm. the names behind the playlist. So we'll keep an eye out. So have you, have you gotten any like, incredibly hilarious or epic playlist names yet like have you checked those out what let's check out a few because those crack me up off the wall ones yeah (laughs) yeah they they're super entertaining every now and then i'll come across one like man that is so funny i need to like step up my playlist naming game well i say that because like i know what i name some of my playlists and i'm like if artists can see what i put on some of my playlists like that's embarrassing (laughs) So now I'm like so much more conscious about how I do my playlists. I have a super original playlist name. It's Autumn. Perfect. Perfect. I know. I'm so So original. I don't think anybody else has that name. I don't think so. No, probably not. Can you change it to fall? (laughs) I could. Maybe spring or summer. Or August. Or August. <laughs> April. May. January. See? <laughs> June. Like. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure every yeah, there's I, somebody out there that's a name of every single month in the year. Like, I'm convinced. Yeah. I've been called almost all of them in every single season as well. So. Wow. That's I mean, what I get with parents it, right? like mine that name me after a season. At least they didn't name you after a fruit like Gwyneth Paltrow. Could be it worse. has a daughter named Apple. And I bet you probably didn't graduate with like five other of people with the same exact name as yours. Because nope. I did. And, and really? my name, my name, name is a direction. First and middle name. Same first and middle name. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's next level. Fun yeah. fact, I have a Z last name. I was the last person in everything. I was the <laughs> last person to graduate, too. Um, now, a question we always love to ask is something that we actually got asked in um, our very first emo night, which we also play you guys in our emo night. And everybody that comes and chimes in on those every Wednesday has been super receptive to you guys and loves your sound. And they're like, wait, I've never heard of them before. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you're sleeping on them and you need to go listen to them. You need to wake up. Right. Um, Did you guys have MySpace back in the day by chance? Yes. Oh, yes. We're that old. Okay. So are we. Our people. Our people. (laughs) We're we're home. Um, So you know, as far as MySpace is concerned, one of the biggest thing about MySpace was your profile song on MySpace was like your whole identity at the end of the day. It didn't care about your top eight or your themes. It was your profile song. Um, unless you were like me, I was the asshole that took mine like off of my site. So anybody who went there would have to listen to the song because I was like HTML hero back in the day. Yeah, I was going to say HTML coder. Right. Over here. So a question <laughs> we love to ask is if you guys had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? That's not one of your own songs. Mm. All too well, 10 minute version, Taylor Swift. 
Okay, that was quick. Yeah. Was what quick. else is there? That's, I mean, that's true. That was that. That's true. That's a great choice. I'm like, what am I listening to? Uh, I feel like it would have to be because I feel like I like don't listen to a ton of music. It's like I get hooked on like an album and it's like a phase of life or like a single. And it's like, I just wear it out, just wear it out, wear it out. Yep. But I, um, Abby Holiday, Better By Now. Okay. I that would be my song. Heard. If you guys okay. haven't, if you guys haven't heard it, listen to it. She's super talented, but I don't know what it is about that song. It's just like, it just, it will never get old. Like it is, I don't know. Listen to it when we're done. It's so good. I was going to say, I'm going to have to listen to that now, especially if it's that good. Like, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What a way better I, answer than mine. I mean, it was Taylor Swift. It was no. all too well. That like, that like took everything by storm for like six months. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, come on. The red scarf yeah. was a huge thing. Like, I'm yeah. still a huge fan of blank space, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I only am because I, I prevailed at a cover of it, and it is classic. I will jam the hell out of my car to it. Not gonna lie. I don't know. Shake It Off's kind of a vibe, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a major vibe. Um, now, speaking of social media, so, you know, we were talking about MySpace and things like that. Speaking of social media, um, conversationally, you guys are killing it as far as social media is concerned. Like you guys are all over our for you pages and I can only imagine how many other people's for you pages that you guys are on. Um, so what are your thoughts about social media and music now? Because like Brittany and I were in a band during the MySpace days and it was a lot harder to get like attention and exposure and things like that than it is now with TikTok. So we always love to ask like, what are your thoughts on social media and music now versus what it was say in 2014 I think it's incredibly interesting because it's like now we we all like inherently have the ability to have access to a worldwide audience um, but partially as artists we've really kind of put ourselves in a position where we like just want to make music and we don't want to have to play the game. Um, so I, I think now that we've been playing the game, playing the game uh, for several months now, like my opinions changed a little bit because it's like, like, I think it's, I like TikTok specifically. I think it's great for artists. I mean, there's artists that would not have gotten the exposure and there's bands and artists that have gotten signed because of it. And you see it like every day. And I think that that's awesome because that means that it was a, it was about the talent. It was not about who you know, or it wasn't about your reach. So I think it's like really awesome, but I also understand how um, you, but this could be said for any industry or any profession where it's like, you've just increasingly have to be more things than you were before. You can't just be an artist. You can't just do this and you can't just do that. You have to grow and adapt. And if you don't, the likelihood is you're going to get left behind. And it's like, you know, that that's not necessarily anybody's fault. It's just like the way of the world. Um, so it's like, do we love it? I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> is it necessary? Yes. You know? And so, I mean, honestly, the, the fans and like the reception, I think it's been incredibly rewarding because these are people that have never heard our music. 
Um, and I mean, we're posting a lot of songs that are from a previous album or a previous EP, and it's breathing new life into these songs. And that's really cool to see um, as, as the artist, but also, you know, for fans, like your song, something that meant something so much to you in 2017 is meaning so much to somebody now in 2022. It's like, that's, that's super, super cool. So that's my long answer, but yes. Great answer. That was a great answer. I was going to say, it's like a lot, it's definitely like a love hate thing. You know, you hear artists all the time just saying like, man, I just want to, it's, I just want to focus on the music. And I feel like, you know, we try to, I feel like we do a good job of like really organizing our structure within the band in terms of like, okay, we're going to set aside time to write music and then we're going to set aside time to, uh, you know, focus on our socials and kind of just come up with like the perfect um, combination of both. So it's definitely like a love hate thing. Honestly, for me, like I wish we didn't have to play the game. But like Alex said, it's kind of like, you know, it's how artists are getting their music out there. And that's, you know, I feel like at least for us, that's all we ever wanted was just people to hear what we had to say and connect with it. So I think in the long run, it's definitely worth it to, you know, really emphasize the tools out there to like, you know, facilitate, you know, the connection between artists and, you know, listeners. So the one thing that I would give you guys mad props for as well is looking at like your TikTok versus some of the other artists and things that we have is you guys stay very true to like yourself, your sound and like your message. Like you're not the ones that are doing all of these crazy, ridiculous trends just to try and like spike up your numbers or anything like you were staying genuinely true to yourself and your music and I think that's extremely admirable and it's makes things much more difficult but it's it's one of those things we had this conversation with arrows in action Mm -hmm. because they've been blowing up on tiktok um right now and that's what they've done but they've also made it adapt to themselves so then seeing you guys doing that same thing I'm like this is this is what I feel like the music needs to have on social media right now. Because if you just do it for the trends and stuff, you're not necessarily getting the people that are genuinely there for you. They're just there because they're like, oh, these guys are funny, not for the music you guys are producing. So kudos to you guys for staying true to yourself and Thank really you. kind of having this, for lack of better term, uphill battle with social media because it's <laughs> not easy. And it might yeah. take a little bit longer, but it's going to be that much more rewarding for you guys in the end. Thank you. Thank I, you. I think you totally hit the nail on the head on like how we view it too. So that's really cool. Cause like you said, you know, we're on there because we play music. We want people to listen to our band. Uh, you know, we are as guilty as everyone else, like that loves like the funny aspect of TikTok you know, we kind of want to establish like why we're here. And I think um, we want the right people to find us. So like you said, it may take a little longer. uh, But you know, we just want to be genuine. We don't want to put on a front or an act. I feel like, you know, we've seen in the past with like social media, people just like faking it till they make it. And you know, it just it's very hollow. And, uh, you know, we just we never want anything to do with that. You know, we're just like, honestly, like four normal guys from you know, small town, West Virginia, just, you know, trying to get a message out there. And I think that's kind of how we view our socials as well. So I was going to say that's, and that's, I love that you see that and made that point. Cause that's always been the backbone of our band. Like even like 
the difference of genres like we talked about earlier. And it's just like, you know, we're not going to pick one thing. We're going to sound like we're not going to do this thing. Like we're, it's less about, um, I mean, obviously we're very well aware of like what's going to work and yada, 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 but it's like never at the cost of like our integrity and who we are. Like we're not, we're not going to be grabby on social. We're not going to, you know, is this the greatest pop punk verse? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just like, that's just not us. And it's like, we just want people to hear the music. And so anyway. Yeah. And, and like, it's, but it's also one of those things that when it comes to your following, because somebody else had brought this up too, is like, if you start doing like the trends and losing like who you guys are in the mix of it, like people will discover you, but they don't genuinely discover you for your music and who you are. They're just discovering right. you for that seven seconds that they heard of a verse in one of your TikToks. Everybody's attention span right now is like nothing compared to what it was before the pandemic. So yeah. having that and staying true to yourself is where you're actually going to generate a following that's there for you guys as artists versus just another tick mark ultimately. And yeah that makes it much more impactful for you guys. Cause if you sit down and like, look at your numbers and your streams and stuff like that, going more on like the business technical aspects of things, it's more genuine and it's much more true to what's actually there versus being like, Oh, I've got 7 million views on one song, but it also went viral for something that was completely unrelated to you. Mm-hmm. If that, if right. that made sense. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're totally right. So Either way, kudos to you guys for everything of that side. Cause it's not easy. Um, it's much easier to do the trends just to get the tick mark and you guys don't. And that's extremely admirable. So even though we've only just met you, I'm extremely proud of you guys for that. And I will tell <laughs> everybody about that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, thank you. Cause we've tried to do the same on our end. Cause yeah. We want to bring you new fans. We want to bring people in to you guys. So I don't want to be like, yeah, let me go do this Lizzo trend that's <laughs> happening right now. Because what good is that going to do me? Except bring me a whole yeah. bunch of people that are like, oh, you 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 play these people? Who is that? Where that gets two views, the other one gets like 50,000. No thank right. you. So I'll just right. put stuff over my cat and people will check out my cat <laughs> and good music. Why not? <laughs> I've done that, so there's no shame. <laughs> okay, well, your cat's adorable. People love animals. So, and extremely fluffy, so. <laughs> I have a special needs one, so I usually try to put her on there, because she's adorable, and she's like NASCAR and only makes left turns. It's fine. <laughs> um, but as we previously stated, uh, when we started the interview and everything, is we want you... Uh, we want your fans, new and old fans, to see you guys outside of the music, especially like your personalities and things like that. Because again, we are firm believers and we pride ourselves on the fact that if people know you outside of it, they're going to want to support you more and do whatever they can for you. Because they're like, damn, these guys are genuine. These guys are cool. Like, they're awesome. Like, I will do anything I can for them. So we do this thing where normal people in an interview, we'll start asking icebreaker questions in the beginning just to kind of break some of the awkward tension. Well, we ask them in the middle because we want to keep you guessing, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And we have some crazy, ridiculous, off-the-wall, 
not music related questions, but it tells us a lot about you guys and makes for great conversation. Um, we, when we first started this, had the guys from Friend Circle on our show. Um, they're based out of Jersey. Super incredible. And we were, well, I was, Brittany will tell you she was not, but I was super nervous that they were going to hate us after the fact. Cause I do that after every interview. I like semi panic cause anxiety, but, um, we were talking to them and I was like, yeah, like how, how was the interview? Like, did you like it? And they were like, yeah, it was fun. You guys didn't ask any like super random weird questions. Like we've previously been asked. Um, and normal people would ask that question to, you know, avoid the questions so that way they don't ask them in interviews. However, we ask them because it makes for a great time. So let's do it. Do you want to take this one? My cat apparently does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you could be any sandwich, what kind of sandwich would you be and why? Mm. so many so many choices Hmm. i think i would be a grilled cheese sandwich i just feel like it's classic and everybody likes it so click okay fair good call not that everybody likes me but you know (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of how they made that sound (laughs) i'm a sandwich fan so i'm like Man, just picking one. It's like, oh, man. Oh, wait. We've actually uh, tying this all together sandwiches and bands. We've actually played like a deli shop before, <laughs> like four or five you. years ago. Okay. And, this is great. Um, when, and when I was there, I got the best egg salad sandwich of my life. So I'm going to go egg salad sandwich. Final answer egg salad? Yeah, y'all are like, what? I mean, it's simple, and if it's done right, it's excellent. So, okay, that's uh, that's what I've done. Okay, I'll give you that one. Last time I had egg salad, my mom decided to use the dyed Easter eggs for it, so it was like multicolored, <laughs> and it really freaked me out. Do that. that. It's like the colored ketchup <laughs> when we were little. Oh, the green oh, 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 and wow, purple, purple. ones. <laughs> I can't say I've ever had an egg salad sandwich. Yeah, I don't. I believe that you haven't. Have you had a deviled yeah. egg? I've had a deviled egg, and I do not like them. You I won't like egg, 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 egg salad. You won't like egg salad, because it's like all of those no. mushed together. I am yeah. alone. Yeah. No, I do I do like egg salad. All right, all right, all right. I do. I mean, I'm, I'm very particular about my egg salad. My mom, well, my mom will just like randomly make and be like, hey, I made a lot of egg salad. Do you want to come over and get some? And I'm like, sure, mom, I'll be right there. You ain't got to tell me twice. (laughs) I like, you know, like egg salad, you know, pimento cheese sandwiches, ham salad, like the cheap sandwiches, you know, like bologna and cheese, you know. It's like, I like like nice sandwiches, but it's like, you know, those are, those are good. Those are comforting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're talking simple sandwiches, we have to ask. We ask this in every interview now because it's become an argument amongst the three of us. When it comes to a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, are you strawberry jelly or are you grape jelly? I'm, I'm team grape. 
for two. Two for two. Where, where's the leaf feet. button around here? It's, where's the leaf <laughs> button yeah. on the bottom? Yeah. On the bottom. I think the only time I've ever <laughs> had strawberry jelly is when I didn't have grape. So I've never gone out of my way it's to last put resort. strawberry on it. I'm about to be like the SpongeBob meme. I'm right. I'm gonna head out. Grape is so iconic. Like I. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. Strawberry's trying, Maybe. but. Yeah, strawberry is trying. Okay, it's your first time, isn't it? Maybe your second of outnumbering the strawberry. Okay, this so, is two in a row. I wouldn't row exactly for me. say winning. This Maybe is two in a row slightly. for me. Streak. Evening. No, it's not two in a row because one it's of the them looked like strawberry new. and one of them looked gra- like grapes. So we were still over. There was three to two. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> still, a story told is on my side. Now, so immediately yeah. my favorite. Now, the two of you can leave. <laughs> That's fine. Great jelly stays. Where's full time fraud at? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of jelly, sorry, I'm going way off topic here. It's I had I had rhubarb jam for the first time today. Has anybody heard of this? Rhubarb freaks me out. I have I not had, had it as a jelly. jam, but I love rhubarb. Somebody recommended it to me, and I was like, I've never had it. Um, but it was all right. Just curious <laughs> if it was like you know that I don't know. Maybe that's my answer: peanut butter and rhubarb jam. I mean, if we're going to go like that specific, I am definitely like peanut butter and apple butter, like for the win. I've never had that. I've never mixed them together, but apple butter is really good on waffles. Apple butter slaps, but I haven't had it with peanut butter. So good. It's even really good if you put it with almond butter. Mm. There are some bananas on there, too. Mm. Damn, now you're getting fancy. You're getting real fancy. (laughs) I'm getting hungry. (laughs) 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 Alex is going to head out. He's like, I'm going to head out now. We're talking about safety. He goes, I'm going to go get the egg salad that's already in the refrigerator. (laughs) Um, So another random off-the-wall question that, oh, well, Mm -hmm. before, before we transition, keep it on this food train that we're on. Um, opinions is a hot dog a sandwich i knew this question was coming um he's like i could feel it a hot dog is a hot dog thank you that's been my argument since day one alex hot dogs it's same thing it's a hot dog okay um then that was easy that didn't turn into a whole debate (laughs) um another question that we got asked from we demand parachutes was do you think there are more doors or more wheels in the world (laughs) i i (laughs) whatever you think josh i was initially team doors but i converted to team wheels real fast so I feel like you guys have I had this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. we have. We have. <laughs> Multiple times. Um, it, but it, definitely it, it honestly freaks me out. It freaks me out. So whatever you think, Josh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a team wheels band around here. So. <laughs> oh, no. Because we'll never know. And that's what freaks me out. Like. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. The un unknown yeah i didn't think about it i didn't think about it that way because that's also like 
Okay, moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brittany, do you want to take Team the wheels. next one? <laughs> yes. It's the. Okay. Um, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a dragon, what's the first thing you would do? Take off. I'm, I'd be gone. Fly? Well, yeah, it's like I've never flown before. I just open up the door. I'd be gone. I don't know where I'm going, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Like, okay, bye. I, I could just, just go down the street, but it's like that's the first thing I would do. You wouldn't like freak out that you're a dragon now. That's probably my, my answer. Oh no, no, I'd be like, it's my time. It's my time. Yeah. Pretty sure Josh is the only one that has logically thought about that. Everybody else is. <laughs> I would freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up and you're a dragon. What's the first thing you do? Probably like call my mom. I don't know. <laughs> you couldn't be like able to my phone on phone. fire. <laughs> yeah. I don't have fingers to call my mom anymore. Right. You'd have to fly to mom, and then she would yeah. lose her mind and not know you, and then you know that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> Better go get a smartwatch so you can call from it now, just right. in case. <laughs> well, be careful, because if you try to say something, you might set it on fire. Right. But Along it, with your arm that it's on, you're like... <laughs> yeah. Just set your arm on fire? Yeah. You're trying to talk into the watch. Well, <laughs> once once you once you became a dragon, you it, the strap would probably snap. So true. Touche. Yeah. Now see, um, now we're thinking logically. He's like the Magwas talking about their bed breaking because they were too big. <laughs> right. The first thing that they said when we were when we were talking to them and they were like, but does my bed still exist? I was like, what does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> A version still of it, in yes. My house? <laughs> they also say that the first thing that they would do would be to find a donkey. So Fight, fight, or find a donkey. Find, you know Shrek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that answer. <laughs> I'd probably fight a donkey. <laughs> fight a donkey. I would fight a donkey. Yeah, that's probably my answer. I changed it. Just fight a donkey. That sounds perfect. Yeah, no reason. Yeah. Just absolutely <laughs> just, just. Well, there's no rules, so I got no problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fight this yeah. jackass over here. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. What's your motive? Nothing. I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we broke on him. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... Um, okay. So, if you guys could be in any movie, what movie would you be in, and who would you play? Hmm. This is a tough answer. Any movie, and you could play anybody. Correct. Doesn't it could be a cartoon? It could be a real life movie. Whatever movie you want. A cartoon. I didn't even think about a cartoon. Come on, Alex. <laughs> Brian. I mean, this is like any movie. It's processing. Yeah, I always claim that my favorite, my favorite movie. And I probably say it for like reasons that don't even have to do with it actually being my favorite movie, just to be different. Um, <laughs> but the movie Disturbia with, with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I know? always forget about yeah. that movie. I love that movie, but it's like, I don't, 
I guess in the end, I'd want to be him, but like not starting out, you know, because like life was not great. But, you know, being the neighborhood hero, you know, getting the girl, all that. It's like, it's a, it's a great movie. So. It is though. Before Shia LaBeouf went a little nuts. Yeah. Still. This movie only. Yes. Good movie. <laughs> Josh. You ready on my answer? Yeah. You don't. Josh, passing the okay, torch sorry. to you. Yeah, board. your favorite movie. You don't want to be anybody in your favorite movie, Josh. What? What is? What is it? What is you it say? your favorite movie, Shutter Island? No, no, but I was. Oh, that's such a. Movie, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a great movie, but it's not my favorite movie. Ah, uh, favorite movie. I don't know. I was gonna say like Mean Girls or something like that. That'd be like super fun. <laughs> that's so fetch. Yeah, like man, just like an iconic movie like that. So I'm gonna say, who would you be? The guy that says she doesn't even go here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be any Damien. character. They're all great. Yeah, yeah I'm Damien. Yeah. Damien for me, girl. Final answer. I want to be Karen. <laughs> you would. I could see that. I know. <laughs> for the time not we just met with not each other, main I could see it. Just... <laughs> Just Karen, yeah. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Gretchen, the dad who invented yeah. the toaster strudel. That's yeah, Gretchen for me, girls. Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, Gretchen. <laughs> I forgot that was her full Wieners. name. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Yes. Yep. Although I don't know. Two for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn. Hey, it's Coco. a great movie. Like, and not for great Gretchen movie. Wieners. It's got yeah. all the iconic one-liners. <laughs> yeah, and I want to be a part of that. So. Okay. Okay. Good answer. That's a great answer. Um, <laughs> great answer. Autumn, do you want to ask your questions? Sure. Um, would you rather have the ability to fly or be invisible? But like you could like be yourself and then go invisible. So like I'm gonna go fly. What do you I mean? Feel like being invisible would be creepy. But would it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like there's many ways you can just like disappear if you want to disappear. So I'm going to do flying. Flying would be pretty tight. On the note of being creepy, I'm going to choose being invisible. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, it's creepy. I'm going to do that just because. <laughs> like, what would you do with your invisibility? I don't know, be invisible for all the times <laughs> I wanted to be. Ooh. I guess, yeah, if you're like in an awkward situation, you could just like go invisible, but you can also fly away. So. Right. Just like when we started this meeting and we had to like consent to being recorded, just, you just yeah. leave the meeting. You're just gone. <laughs> yeah. Got it or leave. <laughs> I feel like you have way more to gain by, by being able to fly. Just remember, don't, don't fly too high because then you get into space and then you, it's a problem. Yeah, that's you, true. You may yeah, not be able to come back. <laughs> Get yourself like one of the little uh, air tanks and then you'll be fine. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brittany, you want to ask your apocalypse one? Oh, yes. Um, how long do each of you think you would survive in a zombie apocalypse? 20 minutes. <laughs> the confidence the no confidence credit. he was like yeah 20 to minutes yourself. I, I just don't want to live in that world so it's like just get it over with like 20 minutes you know okay 
Okay. I don't think I would absolutely make it to the very end, but I think I make it pretty far. Okay. And we're in West Virginia. I was going like, to say being in I, West Virginia, I feel like. Yeah, I think we have a pretty good chance, you know, population, all other things considered, you know, like resources. We are, yeah. <laughs> we are it over here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You can be invisible, so like it's true. Yeah. Or you can yeah. fly. Yeah, like if At you can that fly, point, I think I would rather fly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, if... no, because you would totally last the whole zombie apocalypse if you could. Nobody would see you because they wouldn't see you. Right. As long as they didn't bump into me. As long they as you were no, they're like brain dead. Like they'd be That's like, true. Oh, just run into a wall. <laughs> right. That's true. But if you're. Yeah. Mm, we're not going to dive down that rabbit hole. That'd be a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. How much time do you have? <laughs> I mean, it's not that much. Um, so kind of bringing it back a little bit to the music and things like that. You guys stated that you have been touring, playing a lot of shows. Uh, we've just got American Made that came out not too long ago. Um, so talk to us about what are some things that you guys have that's coming up next for you? Like, what are some things we can expect from you, um, in the future, maybe in 2022 that you're uh, obviously allowed to tell us? Yeah. Well, for we're, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. You can box. Yeah. We're definitely writing a lot. Um, I, I think without looking at it, I think our, um, album cycles are like usually three to four usually like three years um but we are writing a lot i think all of us are kind of going through a lot of change in life so like what better time to write um so i think that's that's honestly a lot of it you know we plan to put out some more music before the end of the year i think which is great for us considering it was you know we just put out a record last year and it's just something that we really wanted to do uh was put more music out this year so uh, i think we're trying to head out in the fall um josh yeah, I was going to say, just like, you know, I feel like we're never a band that likes to just like sit around. So we always try to be busy. But I think, you know, like we always have plans for the next thing. At this point, we've put out like three full length records. Um, so honestly, I just feel like the overall vibe of this band right now is just like, let's have fun. Let's, you know, let's not go by the playbook. So I think at this point, you know, I think there will be another album, like Alex said, probably next year. Uh, but in terms, you know, we're just going to put out music how we feel like, you know, how we want for the rest of the year and then get back on the road. We haven't been properly in the on the road for, gosh, uh, three or four years at this point with COVID going on. So we definitely want to get back out there because our our fan base has just like kind of grown a lot since we've been on the road. So um we definitely kind of want to see how that goes. And like Alex said, we'll be out in the fall. So no secrets here. <laughs> no secrets. But um, speaking of like touring and playing shows and stuff like that, uh, either you guys collectively or you guys individually, what would be your ideal tour? Well, definitely arenas with Blink-182 with Tom. <laughs> uh taylor swift and um i can hmm, see that yeah that'd be good us of course we want to be on the tour 
Um, well, that's no, of not course at all. we have to be on the torch. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, that's not playing. Be... I just want to be there. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> just gonna go to every <laughs> single date. Be like, yeah, this is a great yeah, tour. We're on the tour. We're just not playing it. So yeah. that'd be my dream tour. Okay. I just like how you said Blink-182 with Tom. Cause yeah. Yes. You yes. want the, like the OG. Yes. So. Yeah. I don't know. I was unpopular opinion. I was never the biggest Blink-182 fan. Like I was and I wasn't. I, yeah. I know some people like that. So I get I it. Was, I was the one that was obsessed with Good Charlotte. Like I was so Good Charlotte, like ride or die. I have the action I was figures. too, but Blink One Eighty Two was definitely my like other favorite. Like those two were my. Uh, I was Good Charlotte and Simple Plan all the way. Mm. And then Newfound Glory was like my number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking speaking of that, and a lot of the the older <clears throat> artists and things like that. And- not necessarily older, but like ones that we grew up on and everything. What are your guys' thoughts on this whole comeback phase that we're in? There's a lot of artists that like we grew up on with music and stuff like that. And it's like the entire genre and scene uh, took like a five to seven year hiatus. It felt like, like there were still things coming out, but it's like, now we're in this whole new wave of music, both uh, on a local level, smaller levels, bigger levels, a whole different thing. What are your guys' thoughts on this new wave that we're in right now? I love it. I I love that, like, kind of rock music is coming back, if you want to say coming back, or just, like, more attention to, like, um, I feel like we got in a very, like, I don't know, like, dumb moment in music, just, like, pop music, and I don't know. It's just, like, very, like, not exciting And I do think like, you know, people have kind of, it's crazy that we're to the point where, you know, I felt like bands were like, I'm going to rip off the eighties. Now like bands are like, I want to rip off like the early 2000s pop punk, which is just crazy that it's, you know, even been that long, but I love it. I think uh, it brings, you know, more ears, more eyes to like things like what we're doing. I think people are, I, I don't think people realize that like the scene never went away. It just may have not been in the spotlight um, as much as other types of music. And if, you know, you have people like Machine Gun Kelly and those artists that are kind of like reviving it, like I'm all for it. Like I'm no gatekeeping here. So that's kind of my opinion on it all. I was going to say, I agree. I'm, I'm incredibly interested to kind of see how it all pans out, honestly, but I think it's a great thing. Um, and I also feel like uh, something that we've also noticed to a degree is not only has it is, is it making a comeback, but it seems like COVID has also like incubated this whole new wave of uh, this whole new wave of talent that has come mm. out of it. Um, just because there's like so many artists and things that like we like just from our tracker that we've discovered and we come across that have like gone, like been something before that, then gone into COVID and then come out and they're like next tier. It's mm-hmm. like, it gave, it gave a lot of artists this incubation period. And now it's just like, like, where did all of this come from? Mm-hmm. Like I don't three know. months into COVID, everyone downloaded TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, but not only that, but it's like, if you think, if you look at like a lot of the artists and things that are coming out of it or that are on TikTok, like you guys yourselves, like, first of all, we wouldn't have discovered you if it wasn't for TikTok, um, Mm -hmm. ultimately, but it's like talent wise, seeing where people were like four or five years ago, and then you have COVID hit and then everybody come out and they're making all these incredible things. Like, yeah, yeah, COVID sucked, but I feel like it was the best thing to happen to the scene. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think it was it's a great. Sorry, good Josh. Go ahead. I just I was gonna say like I just think like when COVID hit, like the playbook just got totally thrown out in terms of like you know how music should be written and how it should be um, released and you know how you tour. So I think there was just like no playbook. I think that's where all that creativity came from number one you had the time to do it and number two there were just like no rules anymore and that's kind of you know when I talk to like other artists trying to like you know like plan releases and stuff like that I'm like man just like there are no rules anymore just do what feels right and what feels genuine and I think a lot of artists are taking that mentality and throwing it out into their creativity like you know there are no rules and we're just going to try it and if it fails you know at least we had a good time, but if it, you know, if we create something amazing, then it was totally worth it. So that's kind of my aspect on that. Alex. I was basically, basically going to say that, that it was like, for those that weren't having to deal with it personally or, you know, close family or friends that were dealing with it, it's like kind of like a grace period to like, you know, the world, stopped and there wasn't necessarily the pressure to keep up because nobody was you know it was almost like this moment where like okay here's however much time to do whatever you want you know to work on your craft you know to to wrap up an album to do this or that and you know I I mean yeah It's, it's really really interesting for sure and I don't feel like we're out of it enough to like get the full picture of what it all meant Uh, I definitely think we're, we're seeing it and uh, I'm really, really interested to see it in hindsight down the road. Now, another more heavy hitting question that we like to ask just to get opinions on is um, with the way, again, kind of going back to this TikTok social media thing, talking about that and like the traction again, the reach and things that you guys can have as artists on TikTok. Do you think that these outlets like uh tiktok and things like that are also going to um replace the need for a label and kind of make the independent scene stronger meaning it's giving artists the ability to kind of take their music back Uh, absolutely i think i think it's been kind of going that way for a really long time um just because like Alex was hitting on earlier, you know, you're not just an artist anymore. You, you're an artist, you're a social media manager, you're a booking agent, you're a band manager. It's like, it can all be done without somebody like, you know, taking a percentage of like what you're doing. Um, I do see like the benefit of a label in terms of like a checkbook, uh, you know, cause not everybody has the resources, both like financially, uh, professionally that a label does. But I think, um, you know, with with uh, tools like TikTok, where you can go directly to the listener, like, why not, you know, be your own label? Like, I'm 
we have never been on a label. Uh, and honestly, we've never really, that's not what we've strived to do as a band. We've never, I know a lot of bands, their goal is, I want to get signed. I want to get signed. It's like, okay, you got signed. Now what? It's like, we, if we got signed, like, okay, that's cool. We're still going to do what we, we've been doing. Um, Nothing changes. I feel like, yeah. I feel like, um, I, I, an example, you know, our band's an example that you maybe not, might not need a label. So that's kind of my opinion on, you know, labels or not labels. I think, you know, if a label is truly in it for, um, you know, that they truly enjoy the music that they're investing in, I think labels great. But if it's just a, you know, a business transaction, you know, like, you know, I'm not, you know, for that, so. Yeah, I, I think that they, I think adapt, labels having to adapt is like not a, that word doesn't do enough justice honestly, for how, how they should like, how they will have to adapt because they, it's like, I had the word, um, they're just going to have to, to like continue their, their existence. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that it is all for not like Josh said, like there's, there's financial um, things and stuff like that, but kind of the growth of the talent of the individual in like mainstream media is social media now you know um you know so it's uh it's interesting but yeah i think they'll have a place but i'm interested to see how it all pans out but it won't be the same because they have no leverage anymore because people are doing it without them right i think Uh, a lot of this wildlife they did um, some tiktoks a while back because they used to be on a label and now they do everything themselves mm -hmm. and that was really interesting to watch all their TikToks and explaining it. And they would break down even costs and earnings. And mm. it really like opened my eyes. I'm like, puts it in perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think if, if I, th- at least within this scene, I think music listeners kind of put bands on labels on a pe- pedestal. I don't think they like appreciate the DIY independent artists as much as, you know, as they could. So I think once that shift occurs, you know, um, I think I, why not, you know, why not every band be independent as long as they have like a good team around them and the support it's like, you know, you can do it without, you know, somebody like reaching in your pockets and taking, you know, (laughs) essentially. Oh, for sure. But I also think, uh, and even for anybody who happens to be listening to this podcast, I think it's very admirable and something to even keep in your back pocket that um, even if like how you guys stated, even if you do get signed to a label, it's not going to change anything for you as far as like your approach and how all of that is. And I think that's something that's really, really important. And it's something that kind of gets lost in translation because a lot of artists, when they get signed, immediately negate everything else of like mm-hmm. where, where they are, how they got there, what they're doing. And then it just kind of forms to doing what somebody else wants versus what they want. And I think it's really, really admirable that you guys acknowledge that. And you're like, Hey, if we get a label, great, but we are still going to stay true to ourselves. And I think that's super important. So then that way you guys, for one, don't get burned out as artists. And for mm-hmm. two, you still do what you love at the same time. And you're doing it for yourselves and not somebody else. So yeah, absolutely mad props to you guys for that because that's also not 
really an easy thing for a lot of people to admit or say out loud because it's like, oh, well, if I'm going to go here and do this, I'm going to do whatever they want me to. And it's like, no, you're, you're in it for what you can do for it. Like, this is your music. It's your creation. It's your art. Um, and you have to do it your way. Uh, we like, for instance, we were talking to Haunter last night, they were on the show. Um, and we have a question that we always at the end of every interview and we'll ask you guys that in a few moments, but the one thing that, um, Enoma had said, who's in the band, he, he stated, you were not meant to be on this world to be small. So like whatever you are doing, take the ownership of it and be what you want to be and how you want to be it. And you don't have to be small and nobody has to tell you that. And I think that's super important and it coincides with what you guys said. And I freaking love it. And it makes me love you guys even more because you're genuine and true to who you are, which is sometimes very rare with artists. So mad props to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. So many assets. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but speaking on that same topic, uh, we are coming up to the hour mark as far as the interview is concerned. And one way that we love to kind of wind down from the interview is to turn it over to you guys and ask this one question of, if you could tell your younger self anything, what's one thing that you could tell your younger self? Probably trust the process. Okay. Valid. It's short and sweet. Yeah, just, you know, I feel like when you're growing up, um, you're always looking forward to that next thing and trying to get, you know, you envision yourself in some place, you know, in your life. And I feel like, you know, um, you may not see like what's right in front of you. So truly just like trust the process and things will happen, you know, how they're supposed to happen, you know, be genuine be you know work hard and you know what's supposed to happen will happen so trust the process i like it Mm. i'd have to say mine would probably be similar mine would probably be stay true to yourself you know you look back on the you know mistakes you've made in your life or times you've veered off i think all of those kind of revolve around not staying true to yourself um And I think that's a lot with this band, like we talked about, it's really easy for a band to say like, um, you know, number one thing is, is staying true to yourself and writing what comes from the heart and what, what it means to, you know what I mean? It's really easy to say that. Um, But like when there's moments when you're challenged with it, it's like, those are the defining moments. And the honest to God, like the question is like, if you're not, is it any of it worth it? You know, if you, if you can't be that um it's not you know life is short so I, that's you know that's what i would say because life's not worth living if you're not gonna be true to yourself wise words very very wise words Wise words. um but <laughs> we have reached the hour mark as far as the interview is concerned so we do want to thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with us um i'm glad we could make it work and shooting our shot worked and we got you <laughs> on the show and we're very excited about that um, but again, thank you guys for coming to hang out with us. As I said prior, like we are super proud of you guys and everything that you guys have done and are doing, um, especially staying true to yourself and what you guys are doing, um, as artists and as people, it's extremely admirable. Um, and it, like I said, it makes us 
fall in love with you guys even more because it's you're staying true to yourself and you're not trying to be something else which as artists I think is really important and something that a lot of artists shouldn't forget at the end of the day so I feel like you guys are really leading the way for that um but ladies and gentlemen we have been hanging out with Josh and Alex from A Story Told and if you do not follow them on social media please go find them you can find them on Instagram TikTok Spotify Apple Music all of the different places. Please go find them, follow them, uh, send them all of the love, stream them over and over again. You're probably not going to beat me on streams, but you can try. Um, so we'll see if you can do that. I'll put you on that challenge. But um, guys, again, we thank you so much for coming and hang out with us. If there's anything that we can ever do for you guys in any way, shape or form, please let us know. Um, we're not that far from you guys on either corner, really. Um, so if there's anything we can do, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to do that for you. But we are the Elder Emo Hours, and this was a story told.